Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and he will get you one of these awesome koozies with the Heartland College Sports logo out to you in the mail here pretty quick. Let's just jump straight into this. This is going to be something that we do weekly throughout the college football season. We're we're making a bit of an adjustment here. Last week we called it Dudes and Duds. Uh, we, we've had a bit of a change here, uh, with, uh, with the editor, we're going to go with studs and duds. It rhymes. See, it, it just, it flows off the tongue a little bit nicer. And, uh, we're talking week two studs and duds from last week. Uh, remember the game here is we are talking former transfers or freshmen, uh, true freshmen that have made a big impact in their games in week two. And where else would we start but what happened in Tuscaloosa, Alabama this week? And uh, obviously that was Texas winning 34-24. to 24. It's, it's a monumental win for, for the Longhorns program, uh, their biggest win in recent history. It's also uh, the, the most lopsided loss Alabama has had at home since 2004. Uh, think about it this way. Alabama has played 70 home games in the last 10 years. And Quinn Ewers and the Longhorns just gave them their third loss in that time. So uh, absolutely incredible performance from the Longhorns on the road. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with some some transfers who had some big-time games. We're going to start with A.D. Mitchell, a uh, transfer from Georgia, who is now obviously with the Longhorns. He had three receptions for 78 yards. But two of those went for touchdowns. And uh, this was a big game for for Mitchell. Uh, Obviously, it was a big game for Quinn Ewers as well, who, yes, is is still technically a transfer. He started his career at at Ohio State before transferring to Texas. He also makes the list. He had 349 total yards, uh, 349 yards passing. he went 24-38, threw for three touchdowns, took really good care of the football, no turnovers there. Um, really, really impressive performance from from the Longhorns offense. But the defense was honestly, uh, was was really the the number here. This That's what won them the football game. And, and Jalen Catalan transferred in from, from Arkansas, led the team in tackles, had a tackle for loss, uh, seven total tackles on the night. But the guy on defense that I want to point out is a true freshman. He goes by the name Anthony Hill, and he was the number one linebacker in last year's class. He was second on the team with six tackles. He had two sacks and two tackles for loss in this game. So Anthony Hill's a guy to watch. That's a name to watch if you're a Texas fan. If you're anybody in the SEC uh, next year, that's somebody you'll definitely want to be paying attention to because he is going to cause your offensive line problems. Um Think Micah Parsons. That's that's the that's the kind of comparisons he's drawing as a true freshman. So big time, big time game from from the Longhorns. Uh, and a lot of of transfers played a role in that. Uh, let's look at uh, quickly. Let's hop across the Red River uh, and look at Oklahoma, who had a, a good win over over SMU, twenty eight to eleven was the final there, and we saw. Uh, the Sooners' defense actually hold SMU to a 
uh, low uh, in scoring. Uh, 11 points is the lowest point total they've had in, in the last six seasons since 2017. So a good performance from the Sooners defense. Uh, we got a couple of guys on the offense uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one being Andrew Anthony, who comes uh, by way of, of Michigan. Uh, he was the Sooners' leading receiver. Uh, he had seven catches, um, and he was by far and away the most uh, the most successful receiver for the Sooners. Uh, he had seven receptions for seventy six yards and a score. Uh, the next highest reception total on the team was three, and that was to a running back. So Andrew Anthony. Uh, when the Sooners really struggled to push the ball downfield, he was the guy that ended up being uh, somebody that could break through for them and, and ends up being a really big uh, a game for him getting, getting on the, on the scoreboard there. And uh, we're also going to talk about Blake Smith, who most, most of us don't, aren't really familiar with that name, but he's a tight end. Transferred in from Texas A&M, didn't really play a lot for the Aggies. Uh, he had one of Oklahoma's four uh, receiving touchdowns in this game, and as the first of his Sooner career. So uh, hats off to, to those guys, a couple of studs that really helped out uh, with the Sooners winning on Saturday. Let's jump to another former, let's jump to a former Sooner now, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, who just continues to put up gaudy numbers for the Trojans. He had 302 yards uh, and four total touchdowns in a 56 to 10 route of Stanford last week. Uh, Looked really good doing it. And, you know, that's a guy, it would be really hard for me to, to make a case for anybody besides Williams or Shadur Sanders at this point, who we will talk about in a bit, uh, to be the Heisman winner this year. Williams is just an incredible athlete. He's going to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft if he decides to go this year uh, or, or holds out till next year, uh, and, and which is kind of a weird thing. Why don't, we, why don't we sit there for a second? Is it weird that a quarterback of Caleb Williams' pedigree has talked about or is, is hinting at potentially sitting out because he doesn't like the, because he wouldn't like the, the spot he would land is, is that that's, that feels a little bit odd, doesn't it? Uh, Just because I mean, think about it. You've got bad teams are going to get, are going to secure the first overall pick. That's, that's how it works. That's how the NFL maintains um, it's, it's competitive, uh, validity it, just because they they allow the the worst teams to have the higher picks and obviously you get better pe- players that way that's pretty self-explanatory but if if Williams doesn't like the where he lands or where he's go- he's projected to land then he's saying he may just sit out and wait another year well eventually you're going to have to go to a a bad team right i mean there's going to be guys uh every year that that go to places they don't want to. But that's that's how the NFL works. So I don't think Carl and Caleb Williams are going to be able to uh, avoid landing at a less than than uh, perfect fit for them because, quite frankly, he's going to be the number one overall pick whenever he goes. So I don't think you're going to get out of that. May, maybe it's just a talking point, but uh, just an interesting interesting tidbit there. 
not to get off on too much of a tangent, uh, we'll stick around with the uh, with the Trojans. Another guy, Marshawn Lloyd, who spent a couple of seasons at South Carolina, also had himself a good day for the Trojans. Uh, he he rips off seventy seven yards as the leading rusher for the Trojans and a, and a scoring touchdown. Uh, looked really good in, in their game in the time that he was in there. So a uh, couple, couple of guys at USC that really stuck out and uh, were studs this week. Michael Penix Jr., former Indiana quarterback, is now uh, slinging it around at, at Washington. He had 409 yards and three touchdowns through the air uh, in a 43-10 to beatdown of Tulsa up in Seattle. Sam Hartman. Uh, continues his his trend there as a stud and and at Notre Dame had 286 yards through the air and four touchdowns. Uh, former Wake Forest quarterback really putting it together um, for for the Fighting Irish so far. They're three and zero at this point, so uh, best record in the in the country at this point in time. Uh, looked really good in his game, and then uh, obviously DJ DJ Uyagalele, who didn't play a whole lot in this game. They beat UC Davis 55 to seven. Uh, but he was efficient yet again uh, and looked really good. And, and uh, that's going to be a guy that you're really looking for each and every week on this list. And then let's just go ahead and throw one more Pac-12 quarterback in there. Uh, that is Bo Nix, who went down to Lubbock and uh, led a come-from-behind victory for the for the Ducks against Texas Tech. He had 405 total yards and two scores in that game. Obviously, a really big uh, performance from him, and, and the Ducks are are looking every bit of a Pac-12 contender at this point in time. We're going to stick around in the Pac-12 here, and after we get done talking about this final team, we're gonna we're gonna segue into another segment. Um, we're going to talk Colorado again. Colorado is the biggest story in college football right now, uh, and a lot of it has to do with what. Deion Sanders has done and in such a short time. And it's all because of, of the transfer portal. Uh, he was able to go out and get guys immediately flip a roster that went one and 11 last year. And he's already doubled their win total from a season ago. Uh, they're two and oh, they're ranked 18th in the country. And a lot of that has to do with obviously his son, Sergio Sanders, who is just playing lights out football um, through his first two games at the FBS level. Look, he he's thrown for 903 yards and six touchdowns in two games. Uh, he's looked fantastic doing it. He's he's completed 77 and a half percent of his passes, and he's got a QB rating of 185. Um, he he's looked fantastic and. I don't really think that you can ask much more from 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 the Colorado offense. They've looked just spectacular, and I, they're going to put up points this season. No doubt they're going to put up points. And that's why I think that this is going to be um, a case study that a lot of, of folks follow for years and years to come because we've never seen anything like this before. Uh, and it's been because NCAA rules have, have not allowed this to happen before uh, until – uh, the situation that set up because of COVID allowed uh, Deion Sanders to go out and get the guys immediately. He didn't have a cap on how many people he could bring in. 
he didn't have a cap on how many people he could let go. It was, it was, he cleaned house and it is working to this point. Uh, another guy, Xavier uh, Weaver, wide receiver from USF that is now um, dominating at Colorado, had 10 receptions for 170 yards and a score against Nebraska the other night. Just these are things that you just, you just have never seen it. You, you've never seen anything like this because Colorado is, is blazing a new trail for the transfer portal and what is capable uh, from the transfer portal and, and credit to Deion Sanders and his staff, because that's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to bring all of these guys from across the country, from different programs and different cultures and different uh, settings that they have grown up in or, or really learned in over the last few years of their football careers. You bring them all into this one place um, and you essentially take a melting pot of of, tra- of transfer talent and you turn it into a football team that has really shined. Uh, I mean, putting 36 points up on a Nebraska defense, I-, I think is going to be something uh, to hang your hat on this season. Nebraska's defense is, is by all intents, intents and purposes, they're, they're physical. They, they look really good at, at the line of scrimmage at they're, they're fast, but they just weren't fast enough. They, they couldn't hang around and, Depth really hasn't seemed to be an issue for Colorado to this point. So I, I'm really impressed with with what Colorado's done. And that's where we're going to finish up the night. It, the question here is, is the, is the Colorado experiment, is, is this for real? Is this really going to work out? And I, I think it's too early to have a definitive answer, but you also, you can't doubt what has happened to this point. And I think the best way to measure success, obviously, is wins and losses. And we just kind of take a look here at what what Coach Prime and and the Buffs have for the rest of the season. They'll host college game day this week. Uh, They'll play Colorado State. And they are currently a 23-point favorite in that game, which, again, coming into the year, if I'd have told you that, you'd you'd have called me a liar. On top of that, they have some huge games coming up. And Colorado has five teams, six teams, actually, uh, that are ranked that they will play this season in the Pac-12 play. They they, they go to Oregon uh, in week four. They have USC in week five. Then... On October 28th, they've got UCLA. November 4th, they've got Oregon State. They go to Washington State, which is 23 right now, and they go to Utah to finish the season uh, on November 25th. So with that being said, we're going to measure success by wins and losses, and I think anything uh, that gets them into a bowl game is considered a major success this year. And I'm going to go on record here and say that I I believe Colorado is headed to a bowl game this season. They're going to beat Colorado State this week. That puts them at 3-0. That means they need just three more wins on the year to get to, to uh, bowl eligibility. Look, you know, USC is going to come into the uh, – they're going to come into Boulder as a big favorite. 
but I'm telling you that game is going to be a lot more fun than you're probably thinking right now. USC, I don't feel like they're going to blow out Colorado. I think that's going to be a back and forth game that is going to come down to who has the ball last. And you're going to see an incredible matchup between Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders, two Heisman front runners at that time, likely. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and this is all before the end of September. So let's just let's just play the devil's advocate here. Let's say Oregon and USC both get a win over Colorado that knocks them down to three and two. Colorado's going to beat Arizona State. They're going to beat Stanford. So that's five wins. And then you just need to pick up one more win between UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. Are you going to sit here right now and tell me that you don't think the Colorado team that we have seen, if they can stay healthy, is gonna it can't pick up a win out of those five teams? You'd be crazy if if you didn't believe that. So uh, I, I do think the Colorado experiment's going to work, and, and I'll be the first to say I was I was not I, I didn't have a whole lot of faith that Colorado was going to be successful in year one. I didn't doubt the fact that Deion Sanders would bring all kinds of uh, excitement and all kinds of fun to the the program and eventually turn Colorado into a winner or at least a contender uh, to be bowl eligible. But I did not see them coming out and uh, looking the way that they have offensively in year one. But again, I, I'm wrong. That's why we do these things uh, each and every week because we, you just never know. That's why they play the games. And and obviously, Dion's been around long enough to know how to play the game and, and what wins and what doesn't in football. And obviously, he has a winning formula up there in Boulder right now. So count me in on uh, on trusting that Colorado is going to get things done. And what's fun about this is is even though the Pac-12 is, is done after this year, Colorado football becomes Big 12 football next year, which means I will get to cover that as a member of Heartland College Sports, and uh, that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. So that's going to do it for us here tonight. We really appreciate you guys tuning in for the show each and every week. Remember, if you like the show, please please just give us a like uh, and and give us a five-star rating there on iTunes. Um, make sure you're, you're checking us out on Spotify. And we've got a lot of other good podcasts on the, on the Heartland College Sports Network, so make sure you're checking us out there. Uh, and send your screenshot of, of your review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he will get you one of these awesome koozies. I'm telling you, they're really well built. Uh, they've got a great logo on them, uh, and, and they do their job. They keep your drink cold. So uh, make sure you send that screenshot to him, and he'll get you one of these out in the mail. He does it every week. Uh, but that's going to do it for us tonight. We really, really appreciate you guys, and uh, we will catch you next time out here in the portal.